0: Hey, ladies and gents, welcome to another episode of Molecule to Market, where we go inside the outsourcing space of the global drug development sector. As always, I'm your host, Roman Tagal, and today's episode, I'll be talking about the pharma and biotech supply chain with Michelle Duggan, who is Inward Investment Manager at Invest Northeast England. This is a bit of a different episode to what we normally do. Um, I saw a really interesting article a couple of months back about uh, Northeast England becoming uh, a real kind of life science cluster and uh, hub in in the UK. And I found it really interesting as someone that is from the Northeast of, of England. Um, it was something that really grabbed my attention. So I decided to... Contact uh, the person driving that to who is Michelle and ask her to come on the show and actually provide you guys with a bit of an overview of um, what's happening in Northeast England and the potential for that kind of life sciences sector going forward. So, Michelle covers lots of things today uh, in this relatively short episode, but um, I I found it really interesting why, you know, why the Northeast England is, is becoming a UK hotspot. Uh, for health and life sciences. And Michelle talks uh, very eloquently about kind of collaboration and breaking down barriers uh, to help kind of create almost a super cluster um, of life sciences within the region. And it's also interesting just hearing the kind of some of the background to that and, you know, why big CDMOs have lots of sites in that part of the world because it's a big industrial background, access to talent, universities, all that type of thing. So I really hope it gives you a bit of a flavor for a region that is kind of really up and coming um, in terms of um, the, the sector that we all work in every day. For background, Michelle's worked in kind of economic development uh, for many, many years, which she talks about at the start, helping uh, local economies kind of grow, particularly in the northeast of England. And her most recent role is working for uh, Invest Northeast England, helping kind of drive investment into the region. Clearly, given I'm from that part of the world, I'm a little bit biased, but I really, really hope It kind of gives you a little bit of an insight into a part of the world that you didn't know about beforehand, and that just might be kind of one that's now on your map. Enjoy today's episode. We are supported by ZymeWire, which is the leader in actionable sales intelligence for life science business development professionals. In fact, thousands of life science BD professionals start their day with sales signals from ZymeWire. And our friends at Zymwire are giving Molecule to Market listeners an exclusive deal. Just head to zymewire.com forward slash Molecule to Market to learn more. Hi, Michelle. Welcome to the show. It is an absolute pleasure to have you on Molecule to Market. And just to start off with, Michelle, it'd be great to give our listener a bit of an overview of who you are and you know how you've ended up in your current role today so if you'd give us a bit of a a career history of how you ended up in the life science space that would be that would be great
1: okay so I I think I need to start with a a confession that I am not from a life science background at all and (laughs) um I uh I like to think of myself very much as a a kind of a generalist so I have, have a good overview but um but as I say not from a life sciences background I've actually got um uh, a long background in um, sort of regional economic development. So I've been based in the northeast. Um, I've, I've been living in the northeast for thirty years now, but I've been working on sort of regional economic growth programs, projects, and activities for about twenty years. And um, and I'm quite passionate about how we can kind of grow the the northeast economy i think it's a bit of a hidden gem in the uk and uh, and and throughout my career i've worked on some really exciting initiatives but the The northeast region has, I think, a great opportunity to um, to grow its economy through life sciences, and it has a real asset in its life sciences cluster. Um, uh, and so, for the last year, I've been working with Invest Northeast England um, to to really promote the region um, and attract uh, inward investment, not just international companies to come and locate here, but companies that are already based in the UK to expand and grow into the northeast. Um, and I focus uh, particularly. We're quite a small team, but I focus particularly on the life sciences sector and digital and technology. Fantastic, thanks for thanks for that. And you know, for our uh,
0: listeners that don't know my background, I'm from the northeast of England as well, so I'm slightly biased to um, Michelle's comment about the northeast of England being a hidden gem <laughs> of the UK. And and Michelle and I actually got connected because I I read a really interesting article. About uh, Northeast England becoming a, a UK hotspot for kind of health and life sciences, and many of our listeners will know about uh, kind of the Golden Triangle in Oxford, Cambridge, and London in the south, which is uh, very well renowned for uh, kind of life science development. But you know, the Northeast England, Northeast England definitely is kind of got some serious traction. So, Michelle, f- for our listeners, just paint a bit of a picture of of northeast england both from a life sciences perspective but you know as someone that you're not from the region yet you've lived there for 30 years um you know if you can paint a picture of that part of the world you know obviously the big cities uh, in that part of the world as well because i you know conscious that a lot of our listeners will not have a clue about northeast <laughs> england so i just want them to get a real feel for the you know what it what it looks like what it feels like but also then specifically what the life science cluster looks like there.
1: Okay. So, so yeah. So, um, as I I said before, it is a bit of a hidden gem. Um, and we are situated on the Northeast coast of England. So just, um, uh, by the Scottish border and, um, kind of, uh, well in the Northeast of England. So on the Northeast seaboard, we're about, um, just under three hours from London by train. Um, and uh we've got three deep sea ports, so we' we're, we're 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 quite well connected. we've got an international airport so um although we are you know relatively peripheral in terms of our sort of physical geography, we've actually got fantastic fantastic international um and and national links um so we've we've got regular flights uh, and regular train links, we've got a good road network and and that all helps with our assets. I think one of the things and particularly In relation to economic growth and economic development, you know, regions that are well connected internally um, tend to do well. And and I think we're really hitting the sweet spot now with our um, investment in our our own system. So we've got a very um, good internal road network, but we've got an excellent light rail system um, and it's actually one of the oldest uh, light rail systems in the UK the the Wear metro um, so if you're living in the northeast um, you've got fantastic commuting times so um, then we've got the best commuting times uh, in the UK so it takes you the average is less than less than half an hour commute so um, so that makes it a really good place to be because your work-life balance is is superb um, so we do have um, uh, cities um, uh, and, and towns that sort of make up that, that, that life. Um, so we've got Newcastle, which would be our main city and is one of the UK's core cities. And we also have Sunderland and, and Durham as well. And, and they're quite distinct. Um, Durham is a very traditional city. It's a university town with Durham University. And um, it, it's a beautiful place uh, uh, on the River Weir. Uh, very historic. It's uh, a, a nice place to be, but obviously with, with it having a Russell Group university, it's got some great assets in terms of um, technological uh, facilities and expertise. Sunderland is, um, is very much a growing uh, city. It has a, a heritage around um, industry, but we're seeing that uh, new industries are, are emerging there. So Nissan is based in Sunderland and has um, recently announced that they're Going to build a gigafactory, and so uh, we have another gigafactory which is going to be located in the northeast. So we're growing into into new um, and emerging economic and industrial strengths. Um, and as I say, Newcastle is our uh, our core city, uh, the, the main sort of urban area, and and it's it's a lovely city to to be in, and it's it's got some fairly iconic. Um, parts to it so with the, with the Tyne Bridge and and Gray Street, which is regularly voted the um, the best streets in the UK. Um, and we've got great sort of culture uh, and um, and sort of social and facilities in in the region. So you know you've got all of the things that a good city you would expect to have: good nightlife, uh, theatres uh, and other attractions. But because of uh, our proximity to amazing countryside and coastlines—you know—you can also do outdoor stuff, and um, the quality of life. You can be on the beach surfing in the morning and still in the office for for nine o'clock. So uh, that getting that work-life balance is a is a real sort of attractive feature in in the region. Michelle, you should work for the uh, tourism part of the <laughs> of the of the. Uh...
0: Of the economy, there you've painted a really yeah. beautiful picture, and I could not agree more with everything. You know, having lived there for a long time, but more, everything that you said,
1: yeah. But more more seriously, though, um, you know, we, they, those cities um are are the real sort of powerhouses of of the mm-hmm. region, and um, you know, they're they're great places to to go to work. But we've got some really good companies and some really good. Um, uh, facilities in in those areas so um, we would see sort of Newcastle um, uh, as a a real hub around sort of uh, data and and analytics and we've got a national innovation centre for for data located there and Newcastle's been um, voted smart city of the year and received a number of um, awards for that has been Recognition for its um, its capabilities around sort of sm- smart city and um, uh, an urban monitoring. So it's got the largest collection of open source urban monitoring data in in the world, and you know thousands of sensors around the city that's all open access. You can you can see how how the city functions in real time, which is a, which is a great asset. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, so it's a uh, you know it's it's technological as well as 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 well as an attractive place to be. And, and let's talk
0: specifically about the life science uh, cluster that is, is there now. And before you go into that, you know, I think I'll mention for our listeners, you know, just to give you some context of some of the supply chain pharmaceutical type companies that are actually based in the Northeast, companies like uh, Pyramal, Sterling Pharmaceuticals, uh, Arcanova, which was recently purchased by uh, Quotient, Fujifilm, Diosyn, Biotech have a huge site there, Center for Process and Innovation. There's and GSK have also got a huge uh, kind of uh, site in in that part of the world as well. So some really really big, well known kind of industry players that are based in in that part of the world. But I'd love Michelle for you to just kind of give um, you know the the listener a little bit of an overview of. Uh, kind of what it looks like from a cluster perspective i know there's a couple of different science parks there as well but it'd be great to to kind of go a bit deeper on the kind of life science capability of of the of, of the, the region
1: yeah so um we we've, we've um we, there's a few more companies that i could that i could list there so it, it it's quite a, a vibrant cluster so we also have um accord healthcare and and sterling pharmaceuticals um as well but we also have a growing um a uh, number of companies that are uh the smaller companies um that are are, are specializing as well and we have the special specials laboratory as well so we have some contract manufacturing so so it's quite sort of dynamic in in that respect one of the key assets that that we've got um in the northeast is our people and um so the the, the cluster relies heavily on access to kind of a skilled a skilled workforce um and so we you know we're keen to sort of um promote the 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 people of the northeast just not not just for being you know really friendly geordies but actually for being skilled and, and very loyal and across all sectors um we find that the our workforce is is um Uh, you know, they're very loyal to the companies that they work for. So we tend to have much lower attrition rates, Um, because we've got um, sort of good quality of life. But because we're not based in in the southeast, um, our uh, staff costs tend to be a little bit lower as well. So we're quite competitive on on that basis. Um, But also because it's, because of the way the network operates actually um it, it's quite a uh, an integrated ecosystem so you, you'll find that companies you know work well together that um that they that there's a really strong network in opportunities and they look at where there's opportunities for sort of collaboration as well and that's um complementary to where we've got a really strong kind of healthcare sector as well that that's well integrated so there's almost no wrong doors into the system um so if you if you if you're part of the network if you approach the network um then you'll be guided through it because it's a very collaborative environment
0: mm-hmm. no I, I agree i think that's uh and I, and I had some kind of statistics that prior to uh, you know speaking with you today you know the the, the region <coughs> generates uh, you know Almost a billion pounds worth of uh, kind of money for the life science and employs thousands and thousands of people in uh, in northeast England, particularly in the supply chain as well as as Michelle mentioned. And Michelle, I don't know if you could talk a bit about the kind of scientific research base that w- we have in, in the northeast of England. And I don't know how much you you know you, you cover Helix and NetPark and kind of other kind of centres for excellence as well. But again, it'd be great to. Uh, to hear about that type of thing as well and what's happening from a, a kind of innovation and in an in incubator perspective.
1: Yeah, well. so, so we're very much interested in trying to create the right environment for um, companies to locate here, regardless of their their, their, their size. Um, so we do have um, smaller... Um, Sort of incubator type lab facilities, but we also have um, the space in the region to kind of build bespoke um, manufacturing facilities. And so, right across that spectrum, we can provide um, the, the the kind of the, the physical premises that that people need. And what we've got really are some places where those things have clustered together. So, NetPark would be a key would be a key area um, for that. Um, and there's a really dynamic kind of cluster around around Netpark. So Netpark is based in, um, in County Durham. One of the key features of, of Netpark is that we've got uh, CPI there. CPI is a centre for process innovation um, and they have a huge amount of technological capability that companies can tap into. So that really supports the R&D element but they um they have a very integrated approach in working with companies in in the cluster and so they will will support with um innovation um whether that's sort of business services um, and consultancy anything that can kind of help get products to market more more quickly, but they also can facilitate partnerships and funding routes to find the right kind of investment. Um, And I think what we've found, and particularly sort of within the the kind of these new ways of working that we've all had to get used to, is that where there's been a concentration of investment in in certain markets and certain physical locations like London and the southeast, Um, some of those barriers have been broken down and so partners like um, CPI um, with North Star Ventures where they're working with the cluster they've been able to um, open doors to to more sources of funding um, uh, innovation funding and investment funding so we've seen that actually our clusters have been able to grow and we've seen some really significant um, investments happen within in in the region through this sort of facilitated um, and partnership approach. You're listening to Molecule to Market, where we go inside the outsourcing space of the global drug development sector, the podcast for professionals working in the pharma and biotech contract services space.
0: We are supported by ZymeWire, which is the leader in actionable sales intelligence for life science business development professionals. In fact, thousands of life science BD professionals start their day with sales signals from ZymeWire. And our friends at Zymewire are giving molecule to market listeners an exclusive deal. Just head to zymewire.com forward slash molecule to market to learn more. And I read recently um, an article about kind of the northeast of England, you know, the plan to become a bit of a, a super cluster to really rival the kind of more traditional life science clusters in the northeast uh, sorry in the uk is that something that you think will happen in the future you know i know that's not necessarily directly related to your role but nevertheless it's an exciting vision for the region to become known as one of the main life science clusters in in europe if you could talk a little bit more about that and kind of your thoughts on that that would be that'd be great
1: yeah so um you know i've, I've talked a lot about sort of the Northeast, um, and we do have some assets here, but I think we we recognise that right across the North, there are a number of assets and facilities um, that present an opportunity where we can kind of collaborate and and use these things collectively because they're all very much complementary assets. So we have um, uh, an alliance called the Northern Health Science Alliance, and this brings together the NHS Hospital Trust's academic health networks um, the, the the business community um, and um, and sort of universities in in their place, and they've produced a report now that is looking at a Northern Life Sciences Supercluster. which kind of maps out where our excellence is and how these collectively can present a, a prime opportunity uh, for growth. It would significantly grow um, the the number of jobs in the region, um, in the life sciences sector, but more importantly would in, increase productivity. We could potentially grow our GVA um, for, from 5 billion um, as it was in 2020 to about 16 billion by 2040. And this is really exciting because we, you know, on our own, we've got great assets, but when they when they work together in a complementary way and when you can do more of that joining up of the dots, then uh, you you get much more out of it.
0: No, and and it's it's, it leads me nicely on to kind of the the theme of collaboration that you mentioned there, and kind of working together. And I think you know it's interesting, and one of the reasons that you know I was really keen on getting you on the show is because I wanted to. Uh, give our listener a bit of a feel for the region and kind of potential of the region. And what I think is really interesting about the Northeast of England is for all the reasons that you've talked about, you know, access to talent, relatively low cost of living, but good work-life balance, lots of competitive advantage, but for whatever reason, the Northeast is, uh, you know, is still yet to really uh, unlock its potential. So do you think the collaborations that you just talked about there, or even just, I suppose, the barriers of the world being kind of coming down due to COVID, do you think that'll have a positive effect on the Northeast in the longer term where people may look outside of london and outside of uh, the golden triangle to you know places to have to establish a network or to establish a new facility or have an office or whatever it be in in the northeast of england yes yeah, may so potentially I, appear
1: i i definitely think that um you know that there's kind of a powerful powerful combination i think people have been much more fleet of foot in terms of trying to innovate um and we have um a an a COVID um, innovation lab located here. And that was set up really rapidly um, and was able to put, put things in place, you know, incredibly quickly. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's actually based on our um, Newcastle Helix site, which is very much about kind of bringing together people from, from different disciplines um, uh, to, to work effectively together. So in some respects, being able to access people all over the world um, or in, lots of different disciplines we've all got used to doing that more readily but there is something about having places um and um and the right kind of mechanisms to get people uh, working working together um and, and identifying where you can um you can create that sort of innovation uh mm-hmm. in a place oh thanks for that michelle and and
0: the final question uh, that I was keen on asking is you know the listeners of this podcast will. who work in the supply chain who are involved actively in in life sciences you know what would you say to those people in terms of you know considering northeast of england you know for example we'll have u.s companies that are listening who are thinking about maybe you know establishing a presence in europe so you know what would be your message to those individuals in terms of why the northeast should be an option for them
1: well, I mean, I, I mentioned earlier about as as being well connected. I think the northeast is a is a great location um, for an international company to locate here because of, we do have that sort of easy access to um, to international markets and, and because of our internal um, connectivity. But um, you, you know, part of the 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 attractiveness is that we do have. Um, a, really great sort of um, academic and industrial research and innovation expertise. So there's a real reason to come here because there's interesting people to come and play with. Um, And I think that there's, there's great routes to market as a result of that. so i'd say so i mean one of the the clearest examples of that is is around sort of healthy aging and longevity you know newcastle has been recognized as a as a city of of longevity and we've set up a center with sort of fairly unique facilities in how you can um look at getting products to market much more quickly um part of that is about how we um you know use um the or if we exploit the potential of the of the silver pound but also how it is about you know we need to much more quickly tackle the challenges of, of aging whether that's from a medical um perspective or whether it's just about longevity and creating products and services that make you know people's lives easier healthier and, and, and better uh through that process so um bringing together that sort of um those mechanisms where you can get the um that multidisciplinary effect i think is 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 really important so we've got a high potential opportunity around um around healthy aging and i think that's is one of our sort of exemplars um Mm -hmm. in 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 how we work collaboratively so i'd say that that would be you know one of the key um reasons is is you know we're very much a sort of a test bed city and it's easy to kind of navigate through the process i've mentioned the people before and um you know we've got a large number of um academics engaged in applied research um and we've got five universities in the region two of them are russell group research intensive universities we've got medical schools located here so we're we're putting a um a large amount of talent out into the into the marketplace and we know that a lot of those students want to 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 stay here and a lot of the researchers want to continue their research in the region so we've got that that real talent pipeline Um, we've got about one hundred and ten thousand students um in the northeast region and over 50% of them are in STEM subjects. So we have a real kind of, um, industrially focused, um, uh, talent pipeline, um, uh, in development, but we also have universities that are incredibly academically engaged, uh, sorry, industrially engaged. So they really want to work with businesses. Um, and that, so, so that I think that's a real benefit for companies coming here. Well, that's a,
0: Really wonderful way to end the discussion today. And I really hope for um, our listeners, we've been able to kind of give you a unique insight into the Northeast of England's life science kind of uh, setup and potential. And for all the reasons, uh, Michelle said, you know, the academic infrastructure, the industrial uh, kind of um, heartbeat that's been there for a long time. And actually so many existing companies that are running successful businesses within the northeast of england and you know I'm, I'm really pleased michelle we've managed to get you on and kind of paint that picture for our listeners and we certainly encourage people to get in touch with michelle if that's uh, of interest and thanks again michelle for being a, a guest on on molecule to market
1: okay thank you very much for having me
0: Hi again. Thanks so much for tuning in to Molecule to Market. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. You can find more shows on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you'd like to listen. Get in touch with us on our website, MoleculeToMarketPod.com, and follow us on LinkedIn or Twitter, and we will see you again next week.
1: You're listening to Molecule to Market, where we go inside the outsourcing space of the global drug development sector, the podcast, for professionals working in the pharma and biotech contract services space. Molecule to Market is sponsored and funded by Remarketing, an international content, digital, and design agency that helps companies get noticed, raise profile, and generate leads in life sciences.